Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. And guess what, Ellie? I can't, possibly. We're in your garden. We're yes, safely mate. distanced. But we've got a guest and it is Jess Foster Q. Hello. 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 This is nice. It's a scorcher. Oh yes. my God. It's actually hot in England. It is. Yeah. It's a hot, sunny day. We've had some rosé. We've had a variety of snacks. And we've, and we've invited one of our most famous humans in the entire planet, Ellie. Yes. To sit two metres apart from us <laughs> in accordance with the government's requirements. Yeah. And uh, yeah, how's it going, Jess? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I feel like um, it, during these times, if you like, you sort of have to keep sort of checking every half an hour hour I am because yeah. I can't sort of answer you for a very long time. Like yeah. right now, really good. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. excellent. Oh, we were saying that on the other podcast, weren't we? About you know, some days I wake up and I'm like, yes, this is a great opportunity yeah. to learn Italian and make bread. And then other days I wake up going, oh my god, I can't get out of this duvet. <laughs> so no, awful. don't yeah. put a bra on to stay in, in jogging bottoms for eternity. That's yeah. it's it. Because I've trying... started using jogging bottoms as a bra now. That's how oh, bad it's got. Just you pull them you up high the, enough. You yeah. put the cups, you put the <laughs> boobs in the buttocks, and then just tie them round. And it's oh, a nice shelf. Oh, very nice. shelf. Oh, nice. this is this is it. Oh. This opportunity for learning. I've, I've been trying because people say, "Oh, up and down, up and down." But I don't. Are think they talking it's... about your breasts? Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. As I walk towards them, they go, "Oh, up and down." No, I, <laughs> I tried to do at one time. I was one of the three times I tried to do Jay Wicks with my kid during lockdown. Um, I did some star jumps without a bra on yet, still in, in my oh. gym jams. Fucking hell, that really hurts. It's an it? awful feeling. Yeah, there's not a lot to bounce around, but it's still like, <laughs> so it's like oh. they're flap, flapping. Yes, yes, and, and you down. feel it. You feel oh, that slap, yeah. don't yeah. you? If you heard any banging, by the way, that was the sound of Jesse's breasts on my deck just flopping. Pendulously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, floppy, right. floppy. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's up and down. I think it's light or heavy, like, oh, like, a, like a period flow. Nice. So yeah. some days I feel light, yeah. and some days I go, oh, it's okay. And but other days you just feel like like gravity has increased like yes. you can't move and you just feel the weight of everything on you yeah like a, there's a density in the air even or i've found that there'll be days where um sort of wake up and have a couple of really strong coffees and then in this sort of weird microcosm where you're in your head a lot more really noticing how high you get 
mm. off a couple of hoffy, coffees. Yes. Coffees. Coffees. You know you're not really supposed nice. to snort the Nescafe, <laughs> don't you? <That's... laughs> yeah. And, um, <laughs> and then sort of really overly giddy and really aware that even if I'm WhatsApping someone, I'll be like really frenetic and like just really, really up, really up. Yeah. And then on those days, I've now learned that if you're that giddy, at 9am, you're fucked by four. Oh, you're yeah. down. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're right slipped. down Oh, again. gosh, Nothing that's right. Nothing will help. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> but listen, I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves. Just for a change. No, it's us, it's not you. <laughs> who, who are you, Jess Foster? You introduce yourself. Who oh. are you, Jess Foster Q? Um, I'm a comedian. Correct. Um, One point. <laughs> Mastermind um, you. I'm, it's like pointless. <laughs> Should I go for the most obscure things that I am? Yeah, yeah, go yeah. On, go on. What oh, people God. don't know about um, you. Um... Um, um, oh God, no, I'm a comedian and a writer and an actor and a mum and a co-parent and, um... Helen's written here on the mother on the um, running order, mother to a sexist baby. Yeah, that's very accurate. <laughs> mother to a sexist baby who's not a baby anymore, nearly five. But sexist baby sounds so much. It's like it boss does. baby, isn't it? It's yeah, so funny. It's exactly. like, look who's talking in 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I think, like, you know, when they can first talk was when obviously you first started to be most sexist. Mm. Um, that's especially funny when it's coming from a two year old who's just getting sentences to say, but it, actually, he's got more sexist as he's got older and more articulate. So, what, does he, what sort of thing? Things does he say? Uh, the other day he said to me, um, we were eating something tangy or sour and uh, and he was sort of like grimacing a bit but enjoying it and he said, is this good for you? And I said, yeah, I think so. I think, I think tangy things are good for your gut. I don't know. And he went, well, I hope when you're eating you're thinking about whether it's good for your womb. <laughs> 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 he's just got all these books about the body and the other day in the bath he said to me all I ask of you is that you find a man do the work and get a baby in that tummy <laughs> and I want it to be a girl and I was like alright oh, and I went well you don't get to choose if you have a boy or a girl even if I was going to have a baby you don't choose and he went you do to get a girl you just use one of the yellow sperms <laughs> at least he didn't say pink <laughs> Find a man. Find a man is my because we, yeah. you know, you're you're find currently man, in a relationship. Work. No, I'm in with a relationship a with a woman. Mm. Find a man, do the work, and yeah. uh, get a baby in that time. <laughs> <laughs> he wants a sibling. He I does. like. That. Oh, I think he wants swivel. to join the Tory party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be the obvious career path. It's the one more likely to happen. I'll be yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh my god! No, because I I I love it because you've even got a hashtag now, isn't it? Hashtag it's... my sexist baby. Exactly, yeah. it's very cathartic to share that shit on. Absolutely, <laughs> just get it out of your system. because oh. it's not like because I, I don't know. I assume presumably lots of listeners to this will know, but kids can say appalling things. Like Awful. it can't, and it doesn't understand the gravity of what he's saying. The other day, I asked him. To, we got back from somewhere, and I said, "Do you mind washing your hands, please?" And he went. I wish I just wish I didn't have a mummy like this. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ. And that's not a funny tweet, but at least the ones where there's even a hint of you're like, oh, what would be if it was from an adult sexism, a joyful, yeah, so yeah. do something with it. Yeah. Oh, that's been our lives for seven years. Yeah. Every time our kids do something dreadful or we do something dreadful, yes. we're like, thank you, that's a gift, gift for material. It's a totally. gift, gift for content. Exactly yeah. right. Because... <laughs> 
I don't, I don't, I'm just going to go straight into the um, your amazing viral set on from Live at the Apollo. And you spoke so beautifully about how you have these expectations, like I'm going to have a gentle boy and I'm going to yeah. have a strong girl and all this sort of stuff. And then you get them and then not what you want. And as you say, and I've, I've seen you do it live as well. You say, I got a very violent boy. <laughs> it's one of my favourite voices I've ever heard in the history of comedy. I feel like now I'm on stars in their eyes. But it's like I've come out as Stevie Wonder and Stevie Wonder's actually sitting in the audience now. I'm very embarrassed. I'm very, very embarrassed. Because <laughs> uh, you're just sitting there going, why would you do my own joke at me? Not as good as I do. <laughs> so, but I really enjoy it. That's what I want it to was say. Better, it was better than the original. <laughs> um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, exactly that. Like you, you, I don't think I had that many sort of preconceptions about what I wanted him to be like. But ultimately, I did, on a selfish level, want a ba- whatever gender of baby to just... I just wanted a fat, stagnant baby. Yeah, mm. yeah. I've, I've, I love babies, and I, but I did want one that... I, in my head, babies did sort of sit there, really, for half a year. Mm. Oh, for a year, really. You could just spoon, and, um, literally spoon-feed or breastfeed quite easily without much, you know, struggle oh or whatever. Oh, God, that was mm. hell. But no... Um, what, the breastfeeding yeah. was spoon... Yeah, Why? Oh, well, I think I, I had a very dogged determination to do it by right. the knocker. Mm. Um, and do you know what? It was all right after about four weeks, but there were times where there were just two, three hours trying to just get him on me. <sighs> um, and then he'd, you know, go and pass out, and you'd be like, oh, fucking hell. Mm. We didn't get let out of hospital for ages, actually, because he was never on for very long. Anyway, mm. that's, by the by. Um, no, no, it's good. It's, good. I, it's a funny story. It's good, I <laughs> No, I asked you. I asked you. Come on, I asked you. This is like one of those driving gigs where you can't hear the laugh. Um, <laughs> but still, come to them, please, if you're listening. Please come and see us. It's driving. No, gig. just needs a bit of work on the punchline. And then yeah. next thing, nearly bit me tit off. Let's workshop it. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is going to be a writer's room. It is. It is. Um, that's exactly what this is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he wasn't. He he he's like rolling over at three and a half months. He's crawling at six months, and he was he was oh. just and he had hasn't stopped moving ever since and then mm. yeah i did i just was like well i'm gonna kind of flirt with the idea of making sure he can wear you know not bill blue for boys trucks whatever mm. just mix it up a bit you know not go full bring up a genderless child or any you know mm. but was like make some effort to um for example like uh his grandfather wanted him to be into cricket and bought him like a baby cricket shirt but at the time the england um what's it called 2020 shirts which are colorful nice like more fun ones than the white uh anyway he um he wouldn't get him it because it was pink right and um and he'd already gone and bought like a random turquoise one instead but um we but we just sort of had to say no pink would have been fine mm-hmm. like oh god mm. um but yeah i mean he's he and he is in reality not in my set but in reality he's he wears all sorts of jazz he chooses to wear all sorts of jazzy stuff and he's <laughs> camp like excellent camp a row of tents wonderful also disappointingly violent yeah <laughs> really really fun and there were times in his twos and threes where he was so violent for so long that people would say to me you know people all like mates like you that i had might not have seen for a few months be like oh how's your son i'd be like violent yeah <laughs> it's the number one yeah. thing that comes to mind yeah and he's, he's yeah. making his own bombs now yeah, yeah. <laughs> very very worrying it's very advanced in the violent area um yeah. I, I had a biter for two years i mean Hugo even bit, i remember he bit you on the back <gasps> in a waxing salon remember <laughs> I, was well, having my I li- had made him do my bikini lunch. <laughs> <laughs> no, hi, 
Pixar, I said. I want Hollywood, not Brazilian. Um, yeah, yeah. He was. He just bite any. He would bite anyone. Like kids, oh, kids in the park. We'd, I'd met a friend I hadn't seen for like five years. He bit her husband like on the leg, and I, he right. was just like a little untrained dog. It was oh, really yeah. embarrassing. Whereas Charlie, Charlie definitely had violent moments, but Charlie's thing was he was a runner. He was a right. runner, so he oh, would he'd, just he'd run bolt. into roads. The yeah. minute you let him out of the buggy, he would just bolt. He would never walk quietly along the buggy or even holding your hand. Or He would refuse to hold your hand, and then he would bide his time. And when the minute you sort of looked at a passing you know, pigeon or something, yeah. he would immediately belt it into the road. So that was, you oh. know, so everyone's got a thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. wh- how would you describe yours? Um, yeah, both just violence. runner and violent. Oh, so he'd be really of... good at rugby. Yeah, yeah, basically. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I've been taking him. Have you yeah. watched any of the football, the, the new sort of no audience football No, thing? I haven't. Mm. I feel... I mean, I... I j- you know, I'm not a big football fan anyway, but it is weird. Like, it's interesting as a sort of, to observe as a social thing, because it's like, once you take away the lager and the pies and the reason men have to meet up, yeah. uh, and it's mostly men, obviously not all men, but, you know, um, and I do think football especially is an outlet for British men to let out their emotion and yeah. they're like, they get to share each other. They can cry, each other really. They can right. cry and yeah, hug yeah. each other. And there's yeah, a, and yeah, emotion exactly. yeah. And safely in a big group. Yeah, And you mm. take that all away and it literally is 22 men kicking a pig's bladder around a field. <laughs> it's like, really? Even oh, my it's husband the was like, yeah. Clothes, and isn't can it? you it's hear been... the audience? They put like audience cameras. Have you can choose? You can watch. Like, you can cheer. watch it with like canned uh, cheering, or you can watch it without. We wow. watched it both, and even I had to concede it was because I was like, "Why would you watch it with canned cheering? That's weird." Because you want, but the it's, too the yeah. it's too weird. It's too weird in silence. It's that... almost like it's pointless, isn't it? It's almost like <laughs> it's a pointless the... activity. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> where was where were you at with your comedy tour and everything? Because you had this huge success at Edinburgh last year. Shall we explain? for the listeners you, like, you okay so, so Jess was nominated for the biggest comedy world award in the world is it it is oh. everybody knows the Edinburgh Festival I think you'll find the Mongolians might have something to say about that <laughs> <laughs> alright 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 <laughs> one of the biggest comedy awards in the world but the Edinburgh Fringe yeah I, to be honest I found the whole of that so weird because I had a lovely fringe. I was aware it was going well, but I, for my sanity, learned it's it's not my first rodeo. I've been doing stand up for twelve years, and I learned it did probably take me three or four years of doing our shows to learn that you can't care about prizes if you want to be happy, or I certainly can't. And and the vast, you know, ninety nine percent of the people I know who live for for that prize and everything they do is to try and get that nomination, mm. um, even if they get them eventually or it it's just not a very happy way to live mm. no and i and then it always subsides anyway right when you of achieve course, a thing yeah, you've it got always, a year yeah. you've got a year of people wanting to talk to you so um and being aware you exist so so actually for me I, it was it was felt fucking amazing but it felt like quite a calm type of fucking amazing because i'd ignored all of that side of things mm. hadn't read anything um i just find it gross and it would distract me from just having a nice good Good happy months. Mm. Nice is the wrong word. Yes, yeah. that's, 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 that's a bit much to ask of yourself. <laughs> a for nice a time. Um, Ellie and I went and saw your show, and I think quite late in the run actually. And so, like, I think we had to sit next to the sound guy mm. on a high oh, stool and oh, a low sorry. stool. Yeah, or I mean, half a stool. I think. I think it we made you half as funny. Like I said it. <laughs> I think, like we took it a, I think we took it in Jersey, sit on a stool. It was amazing. <laughs> Excuse me, I am one half of the UK's third most successful parenting double act. Uh, yeah. But it was so, 
so good. No, it was amazing. And we were both transfixed for the whole oh, hour. Yeah. She didn't talk for an hour. That's how fucking good it was. She oh, shut her wow, goddamn mouth. You. That was and amazing. No, it was amazing. And I loved it. I loved all the stuff about your son. But I loved the mm. stuff that about body image and hench. So the show was called Hench, yeah. which I didn't know what that meant because I'm 42. Yeah, yeah. Can you explain for the listener? So hench literally just means big and strong. Mm. Um, but it's um, I think it's used in different contexts by different people in the gym world so I mean should I tell a story of why I called this yeah yeah, yeah no so, please yeah um, you I, are quite funny so I'll allow it <laughs> God. off you go then Ellie and I can oh, tr- concentrate on our drinking go go, go Jess yeah well um, another fag go on I, um, <laughs> I started a couple of uh, actually a, probably a, a couple of years before um, a year or so before I had my son I started weightlifting with a friend who, who just a, a friend a, who was into it uh, and he was like well I'll show you how the stuff works and I was like well, I'd like to know how the stuff works and it, I, we didn't get very much into it then I got pregnant didn't really want to do anything in the gym for a couple of years and then picked it back up and got a personal trainer and realised I loved it and it's the first time I'd found a type of exercise I wanted to do because I wanted to do it I wasn't doing it for any punitive reason uh, because I'd eaten too much or because I hated my body or wanted to change my body I wasn't yeah. doing it because uh, to feel like I deserved to eat as much as I want to eat. It was just for the sake of... Actually, I loved it, and I loved f- the feeling of getting stronger. Mm. And um, and didn't uh, you, I remember you saying that you said you picked your training because you'd overheard her saying something about... Oh, she said... She, she would run classes that I would go to, and she would say amazing things. She said um, one to everyone, I want to know how to get a bikini body. And everyone, I was just like, oh, God, here we fucking go. And she went, um, put a bikini on. And I was yeah! like, oh, I'm in love. <laughs> um... <laughs> Actually, she wasn't that spot on. She was right. talking the talk, yeah. but actually she had some pretty tangy opinions on body types and femininity. And I think there's been so much work, really interesting work done in um, in comedy and in the world in terms of body positivity and bigness and fatness and taking up space. Um, but actually I'd never really thought before an incident, I'll tell you about in a second, about m- m- strength, looking strong, looking big and strong as a woman and um it, i was already well well into being really into this weightlifting i was aware that it was changing my body but to be honest i've always been a pretty solid um <laughs> stocky those are the words um it's really fun actually if you look back over like the first nine years of my career all my chortle reviews describe me as hench over really? and over they're talking like, about my like comedy it... being a solid sturdy yeah thick set you know, like, yeah. oh, you're, oh, you're describing my body. Um, and Sarah, Sarah Millican talks about that all the time. And yeah. She said, like, all her reviews comment on her body. And, like, yeah. when she did um, Who Do You Think You Are, they talked about her appearance and the fact that she was a single woman. And when they reviewed Paul Hollywood, they were like, uh, co-host of uh, yeah. Great British Bake Off. Yeah, no yeah. reference Here's your to career. how it... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's exactly. mad. And then, so anyway, I, I think I, I already thought... I, so intellectually, I had my head in a place where I was like, I love it that I love this. And actually, I like seeing my muscles grow and I like feeling getting stronger. And that's where I was up to with it. And I was in the gym one time. Uh, and there, this bloke kept moving around the gym to wherever I was and then eventually said to me, Oh, do you know what I'm just going to say something I could not and I said you could you could not like I just didn't want to be spoken no. to by a stranger people, blokes come up to you in the gym all the time 
and sort of either give you a very patronising compliment on what you're lifting or try and tell you how to do it ever so slightly better technique-wise. Mm. You know, oh, f- get fucked. Like, I have not asked you for help. And so I just thought that's where this was going. Just, they are just trying to help, yeah. though, Jess. Be kind. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, men always um, have your best interests. Just like the guys who shout from their cars. Mm. They're just trying to make you feel nice. Oh, um, don't give you a job because you've got a vagina. They're just doing their best, guys. Yeah. Yeah, so this bloke was like, I just want to say something. I, went, I just I could not. Please don't. Yeah. And and then and then I had my back up, and I could feel that I was sort of be, feeling a bit emotional. So did you say that to him? Did you say please? please I said you could not say, yeah. like that. And he went, Oh well, it's just. It's, and he definitely was trying to compliment me. He went, You, it's just you look really hench. And um, and I hadn't really heard that word before, but I knew what it meant. And I and I just found myself struggling not to cry, mm-hmm. and um and and in reality, you know, he panicked because <laughs> I looked so upset, <laughs> and I was like, you know, please just go away. And actually, what happened is he kept coming back to me. I'm so sorry. I, I think I really fucked this up. And and I was like, just please just go away because then and then I, I sort of came away from it going, that's what's going on there. Because in your head, that's not an insult. He definitely meant it as a compliment. Mm. I think it might have even been flirting. Mm. Um, oh, I was doing pull-ups and he also said, it's just you make this look really hard. And I used to find this really hard as well when I was really heavy. <gasps> um, <laughs> heavy! Heavy! And Rita, I married him. <laughs> heavy! Oh my oh. God, the problem is I'd learn all this stuff about body positivity and what what does femininity mean in a body type this that the other oh. bigness is cool taking up space is cool fatness is beautiful you know all of this in my head intellectually but I was like so why am I having this emotional reaction that's jarring with what I know I should be feeling and I thought well that therein lies the rub and any conflict like that I think is great fodder for uh, to hang a show off and up mm. until that point I think I'd had this idea about doing a show about strength and maybe a bit about rage and then I think the turning point off that incident was it gave me the title and it gave me the opening story of the show in the end but also I realised after the fact actually even after Edinburgh that actually it's a show about gender I think more mm. than about strength and about rage but yeah yeah absolutely And it, but it is one of those shows you go out because we laughed until we you know leaked all, all the liquids and all the holes. All the holes. Oh, oh, hey, no, laughing. No, oh. My favourite. <laughs> like, That's absolutely She's got a very hydrant. She's got a very weak sphincter. Um. <laughs> oh my God. We laughed and laughed and laughed, but that is the beauty of an excellent comedy show is that it makes you laugh and then shakes you. Um, shakes you in other ways and it has that sort of aftershock, which is fantastic, about, you know. Uh, all those insecurities that we have about our body, but also mm. as mothers, as soon as you become pregnant, and you speak so amazingly about your childbirth in Hench as well, is that as soon as you have any kind of show of being pregnant and a, and a mother, you become public property, yeah. and that people are suddenly allowed to make a judgment on you, yeah. and and that is a, it's a horrible thing because you feel so out of control. You like yeah. and people and people take a like. If I remember walking along and someone said, "Oh, you're having twins," and I looked really oh. offended, and they're like. What? What? Like, like I had made them feel bad. Oh, and God. and and, it, and it's and it's a weird, it's a weird shift. Is that your body is no longer your own, and that yeah. you are completely open to public property? Yeah, and and also that I always feel conditioned to f- feel empathy with the other person. Like, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry that my body has occupied, you know, your um, what's it called? 
you know, your time or whatever. But it, I, I, that's what I really loved about your show is that you, you start questioning all those sort of things about your, yeah. about how you see yourself and how people aren't allowed to do that to you. No, they, yeah, they're really not. Even when you're pregnant, I remember, um, I remember being in Budgeons down in Swanage, where I'm from in Dorset. Oh, Swanage! And, um, um, just sort of in the doorway of Budgeons and a family friend drove past in her car and um, put the window down and just shouted out the window. It's one of my parents' friends and shouted, how much weight have you put on? Like, and I was like, oh. I sort of went over and was like, hello. Again, that thing of being like, oh, well, don't, you know, it's going to be very embarrassing if I show how upset I am. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll just walk over and see how they are and just had a chat like nothing had happened. And then... I just I spent like 48 hours really sad and raging. Like, but then again, I, yeah, again, it comes as that thing. Like, well, you know, in an ideal world where it wasn't negative to have put on weight, <laughs> then you would be going, yeah, 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 full stone. Aren't yeah, I doing well? You yeah, aren't I doing well? Were you pregnant when that, when that happened? Yeah. Didn't it? Yeah. See, I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't have that. When I was pregnant, I was like, fucking brilliant let's go for it lads because it doesn't matter how big I get and I didn't give a shit what people said to Mm, me because I was like fuck you I'm growing a human give me another donut I had elements of that I I mean I think previously to being pregnant I I had a pretty sort of appalling relationship with my body but um, during pregnancy for the first time ever I found that I was like getting my kit off in a changing room with no questions asked like don't care you know other other stranger couldn't give a shit for the first time ever and actually I remember thinking that's me fixed Huh. Um, and, but then I don't know. Within a year after having had my kid, I remember realizing all my all the inhibitions were back in public with strangers like that. And was like, oh for fuck's sake! Like that's annoying. That hit me like a train that it wasn't permanent. That f- the freedom of the confidence that I'd had during pregnancy. But I still never. F- it was it was comments from not strangers hmm. that still like yeah like they that really one sting that was like, oh. yeah. But then, yeah, I think, again, like, it's sort of gym culture, isn't it? That it's kind of an okay thing. The assumption is that people are there to change their body. So it's okay to comment on people's bodies when you're there. Or or even to have mirrors everywhere. And actually, if you're going there sane... (laughs) And and to get saner for your mental health or... Because it feels good and because it's a fun thing to do. Mm. Then it's just like anywhere else in the world and fuck off saying anything about my body. Mm. I think that's why I like running and got into Mm, running because it's, first of all, it's cheap, very, very cheap compared to going to gym. Well, well, Uh, you and I both like a very expensive trainer, Ellie. Let's not... (laughs) We like an expensive trainer. But, Uh, uh, you know... Don't say no to a sweaty Betty top. No. Uh, (laughs) Hashtag gift. Hashtag Hashtag gift. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, like, people, when when we were doing our marathon training for the marathon that never happened, say to us all the time oh do you run together and we'd be like no no fuck off because for me that's not what running is it's no. a solitary pursuit yeah. i can listen to a podcast or music or whatever i like imagine having to talk through it oh that no no unbearable. unbearable i will not have it and also like <laughs> we spend 98 percent of the time together anyway yeah. and also what what was really nice is that we had again a common interest yeah. but we didn't have to do it together it's like sex yeah. you know yeah. we can talk to each other about sex we don't have to fuck each other no you know you don't really. have to do that together no, we yeah. don't. I mean, we oh, have. You really about- miss being married, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> it was going so One well. One day, my prince will come uh, right anyway. up the way. Yeah. Uh, right, right, right. 
<laughs> anyway, but yeah, but I, I, I like, but I loved weights as well. Like I started doing personal training because when I started the running, people said you've got to do the strength training as well as. Oh, and really? Ellie and I both got um, personal trainers. Um, but mine is my mate Skip. He lives down the road. He used to run his Dulwich gym, and now he's just got a gym in his garage, and it's wicked. Nice. Yeah. And we we do a UK garage garage workout because you can play because it's his gym. You can put whatever music yes. you want yes. on the wicked sound system. So we put a nineties two thousands UK garage playlist on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. But yeah, but I think but but doing exercise just for you is yeah. so important. Like just kind of going. No, I like how it makes me feel. I want to be a bit stronger and all that sort of stuff. And I, you know, I've got all that back thing of being Australian and fat and like being a fat Aussie girl and pale and not liking the sun you know all those sort of insecurities that I built up about not wanting to do sport had taken 40 years to kind of unpick yeah and 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 like yeah, I could run a marathon. I did run a half marathon on the first. Well, that's of, half amazing. A marathon. Yeah, that's yeah, half yeah. A marathon. That's incredible. And I say marathon, and you say marathon because that's correct. Yeah. Marathon. <laughs> that's how the people say it. Is Marathon, it? Is probably. it? Is it? You know what? You, why no, don't you I'm ring them and ask them? Well out of Fine. This. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it was really good. And 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 but I but I also hate when you used to talk about like doing exercise as a fat person. People go so brave. Oh God, <laughs> brave! Oh, well, can we, can we say to women comedians? Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? Can oh, we unpick ever brave? So brave? I think you're ever so brave. Which what? means either, either means happen? stupid or what, fat. What's the worst that's gonna happen? Someone yeah. didn't laugh. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not fucking brave. It's the most narcissistic, oh. fucking grabby job anyone's yeah. ever had. It's We're joyful. We're so needy. It's not brave. We're so fucking oh, needy. God, and it's the same with the gym. Like you know, yeah. oh, my God. I'm carrying some timber. It doesn't mean I can't. Oh, it's unbelievable. We get the yeah. same thing because we wear these stupid cat suits on stage. So we get people going, oh, I don't know how you go out on stage on those cat suits. You're we're, so like, we're, we're like, we put it on and but then we go like, out. I don't, I don't want to speak for you, but when I put that cat suit on, I'm not putting on and thinking, oh, all right, despite what I look like, I am going to go out onto that stage tonight. I don't care. I'm just going to go for it. I put that cat suit and I go, look at me. Everyone will look at me now. And then I'm still wearing the bloody cat suit, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when you and I go, oh, we're going to Leatherhead. So there's an all-you-can-eat meat buffet across the road. We're like, load out. Have, been, have you been to the Leatherhead? No. Oh, mate. Oh, you've got to go all-you-can-eat meat buffet. Do you eat me? You eat me. Do you eat me? Not really. Oh, my oh, God, it's good. Okay, okay, well, let Ellie, me stop Ellie. go. Just one day, let me stop go. Live a little. <laughs> oh, Jesse, I'm trying to persuade someone who doesn't eat meat to start eating meat again. That's an all-you-can-eat meat buffet. Oh, listen. In liver. Ellie, Ellie. <laughs> Brazilian. It's, it's oh, Brazilian. that's not so good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. Paint the seat, right. So you have a card which has got a green side and a red, red side. If you've side. got it on green, they bring over slabs of meat. What? Swords. Swords of, swords of meat. Swords of meat. They have seats yeah. and swords of meat. And they have like lamb, beef, pork, sausages, chicken yeah. wings. Garlic steak, regular steak, oh, barbecue steak. Just, I don't know what meat. And every now and again, just a bit of barbecued pineapple or some shit yeah 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 yeah, some lettuce that's when you turn your card red (laughs) (laughs) no thank you oh my god so we we make Ellie's dad drive us an hour early (laughs) leave my meat (laughs) (laughs) oh god Uh, we are just remember yeah we make dad take us an hour early but he's into it because he likes the meat he likes it (laughs) (laughs) dad likes the meat Come for the comedy, stay for the meat. Meat sweating oh, through the show. Oh, and every time he goes, oh, 
I should bring your mother here. Oh. And I go, she'd hate it, Dad. She doesn't want that, And then Jim. he goes home and he tells her, and she goes, I don't want to go there, I'd hate it there. <laughs> and then we go the next time, and he goes, your mother says she'd hate it here, but I should bring her here. <laughs> it's just a loop. It's just oh a loop. Oh, my God, we ate so much meat, so <laughs> much meat, and then did comedy in cat suits, and oh. we're like, just sloshing around. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Well, listen, speaking of eating... All right, yes, yes, <laughs> oh, nice segue. Nice. I feel like if I was Jeremy Vine now, we'd be going into the... <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Let's do podcast chat, okay. Jess Foster Q. Uh, so what's your podcast called? Oh, my face hurts from laughing. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know we were well, gonna, I've been we so lonely the... for so long and I've got... Ex- my cheeks are exhausted because <laughs> funny fuckers. Um, my podcast called Hoovering and it's all about eating, yeah. Yeah, and we've been on it. Yeah, you've been we on have. it. Very funny. Changing oh. the times of your tour so that you could... Definitely make sure you got to Indian afterwards. Oh, can, can we just say that we were in? The, can we say we we're in the top five guests? Yeah, I'm not going to put pressure on you. But yeah, because yeah. oh, no. you've done, yeah, yeah, you've, yeah. you've been doing them weekly. It is an ex. Like, stop listening to us. I mean, no. maybe finish the Don't end. All right, and then Don't, go and God, subscribe. No, it's all money. Don't fucking. Oh say yeah, God, God, just listen. Just to both people listen to yeah. it twice. Listen to it twice. Yeah, all right. But your <laughs> podcast is so excellent because it's. it's so <laughs> listen to it more. We need the downloads, people. We're so poor. Revenue is down. Oh, I can't even look at the graph. Lad. Oh my god! Don't, don't 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 look at the bank, Ellie. Um, but but what I love about the show it is about eating, but it's yeah. not really about eating, is it? Well, you, you you get behind you get behind the food, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get behind the food. No, it's purposefully not about food. It's about eating. Yeah, yeah. I think there's enough stuff in the world about food. Yeah. Um, we see you, Jay Rayner. You've had your time. See you, <laughs> I see um, no. I see you, Gino De Campo. <laughs> Oh, he can swivel. I hate all of them who've done diet ones. Um, any chef, any celeb chef. Oh, basically, I, I, I think there's all this stuff in the world about food. I did it, started it two and a half years ago. Um, and then I, I, my someone I know, I'll say, um, said something really interesting about a friend. Um, it's a friend who like doesn't like 
uh, I suppose, like high-end food. And they were being derogatory about that friend. And they say they said oh, she doesn't like food. She likes eating though. And I was like, oh, so, so it was a bit. Sh- this person was doing some fat shaming, and I was like, mm, okay, that's so interesting because it's true. Like I think ninety nine percent. If, even if you just talk about women, would go, oh, God, yeah, I love food. I mean, even someone who clearly never eats would be like, oh, my God, I love food. I love food. It's such a different thing to say, no, I love eating. It doesn't matter that much. Yeah. It is sometimes. It, mm. uh, because there's so much shame and it's so complicated, that. And obviously, eating is so much... Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the, sort of the amount of people who eat in a disordered way, not necessarily have eating disorders, is enormous. Um, I think there is no normal... Um, yeah, so I, I sort of, I knew there'd be episodes where it'd just be silly. Mm. Um, and there's some guests where we you all know just... who, we all know you looked us both in the eye at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> when Helen brought some Australian <laughs> biscuit that tasted like sausages. I mean, it was oh, a, they were brilliant. They were very nice. No, no, but I mean, often you can have ones that are silly and serious all at once. But um, you know, but there's some sort of boy comedians who I don't talk to many of, but you're never going to get. Mm. Also, so I had a really interesting thing. So I like at some point during the podcast to say, tell me, have you always had a good relationship with eating? And, you know, that's either takes up the rest of the podcast or it's a two minute bit. And I had a really interesting thing recently where a listener emailed me very, very kindly. And it was a beautifully written email. But it gently sort of said they'd noticed that I asked my women guests that more often than my men guests. And I Mm. I thought about it really hard. And I was like, there's there's 10% of that is just barefaced true and I need to accept it but it's born out of the fact that 90% of my guests are women so the question is being asked almost all the time and that I learned within a year maybe a year and a half that when you ask a bloke that question like have you always had a good relationship with eating they normally go yeah or they'll go oh I got a bit fat when I was at uni or like they they don't they, whereas no. the vast majority of women of my generation at some point in their life will have made themselves sick yeah mm. like so that so it's like it, mm. I ask it but it doesn't it rarely makes the fucking edit because I don't want to hear I Why, don't yeah? want to put out like a bloke's story yeah, yeah. of how yeah it's always been a piece of piss actually yeah I just Easy. put the food Easy. in my mouth and I don't think yeah. about it I don't have to worry about consequences no there's no emotional like loading yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no there's no patriarchal um, kind of bullshit but to... I, it's it, what's really funny is that now I'm forcing the question on men guests where it's really no, really, really tell really me awkward yeah. come on come on <laughs> and, um, and leaving it in the edit even if the uh, even if the response is sort mm. of boring and like yeah because I suppose actually that needs to be heard as well. Blokes going, yeah, good relationship, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but exactly right, because you do need the... Not not always you need the opposite, because we, we don't need to hear the racists when we're hearing um, anti-racists, but we you do need to kind of see the broader picture to kind of realise what shit that what shit that women have been in because yeah. they are not facing that no. most of the time like i would say broadly speaking and that we like oh i just i even remember like my bigger brother and my i've got much older going oh are you going to have that extra slice of cake or oh, we all patting my tummy gosh. going you sure you want that like sort of things like that that i'm sure would not have happened to the boys yeah. you know oh, so in my in my family growing up we did it all the time but that was always like you're, you're going to eat, eat that, that fat <laughs> Because if you're not, I'm going to eat it. I mean, just there's always a big fight over chicken skin and steak fat in my house. This is good, though, to enjoy food and not make it like, you know, treat 
Yeah. Even, even the fact that people have T-shirts with Treat Day on it. Oh, like, God. And, that, and the cheat fact that... Cheat Day. Cheat Day, oh. Treat Day, all naughty, all the things. Because I know you've had the wonderful mm. Laura Thomas on your podcast, which um, with a book called Just Eat It. And... Um, yeah, and about how how fucked we are about going. Oh, oh, I can't have that, or I yeah. shouldn't have that, or I'm just going to eat all the ice cream because I feel sad because yeah. food equals a particular emotion. Yeah, it's so weird. And uh, the amount of people that talk on the podcast about like, oh, I have to admit I'm an emotional eater, and you sort of these days just have to go just to quickly let you know every cunt is. <laughs> <laughs> That's food. You are not special. Hunger isn't. Yeah. Well, also, or not, you, there's nothing wrong with that. No, right? no, exactly. You're, you are biologically designed to want food yeah. as part of, as a response to emotions, mm. as well as bodily hunger. And actually, there's a lot of, like, talk, there's a lot of talk amongst some kind of intuitive eaters, and, and I'm really into that, but there's, there's like a, there's a strand of intuitive eating, which is essentially eating what you want when you want. Mm. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, break it down, Jess. Yeah, break it down. My five-year-old could probably explain that pretty <laughs> yeah. well. Given half Come on, snack, snack, yeah. snack. Um, but yeah, there's. Um, oh, that's a whole different kettle of ball games, isn't it? <laughs> Trying to let your kid eat intuitively. Fuck the bed. Um, <laughs> oh God. Just here's the, the, here's the golden syrup. Here's him. a straw. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, then. Um, but then there's a strand of that that's basically it's a diet under another name which mm. calls itself intuitive eating or mindful eating or whatever but ultimately it says you must only eat when you have bodily hunger. But what Ruby Tando wrote about, I don't know if she said it on the podcast, but in her book it's incredibly written about. I'm not, I'm not going to do it justice by paraphrasing it. But essentially it's probably impossible to differentiate between bodily hunger and a desire to eat. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but, yeah. Because there are times where... Um, it's winter, hormones, whatever, where you've had what you might have on a day for lunch and you are still hungry. Mm. And that doesn't mean you're sad yeah. or you're yeah. anxious or whatever. You could just have some more brie. I remember <laughs> yeah. in my, I had a, um, a therapist I sort of helped me work through ways in which I was eating in a disordered way, but part of it she had me uh, do a food diary and one of the things I had to do was um, make a note of the... Uh, what emotion I was feeling when I wanted to eat when I didn't think I was bodily hunger. And it got to the point where I'd done like two A4 pages. I didn't know I knew so many emotions. <laughs> and then when I stopped doing it was when one day I um, I was in town having meetings and I had a gig that night, uh, not one I particularly was desperate to do, but for doing it out of obligation. And the gig got cancelled and I ended up having a free night in. Ka-ching! Yes. And, um, and, uh, I remember I, the days when that was the jackpot. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> now we're longing for the gigs. But I remember I remember hopping down Regent Street towards Charing Cross on my way home thinking, oh, God, might get a burrito on my way home for dinner. And I thought, oh, light, that was light relief, that emotion. Yeah. That is not an emotion. <laughs> oh. And then I just asked, I'm not listing emotions anymore, mate. This isn't working. No. Like, light relief, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, when it first started, I was like, oh, I've had a bad gig. No wonder I want to binge. Oh, I've had it. And it's like, no. That was light relief. Yeah. I'm just a hungry yeah. bastard and yeah. I love eating. And a burrito is a perfect meal. Yeah. Before, burrito. To, to have as a pre-dinner. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> you need, so you can think about the food you actually want. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. take your time over that one. It's like, it's like yeah. whenever I'm in town, I always have sushi because it feels a bit spoily. Yeah. Like, do you remember what I always do? Because if, we, if we're doing a gig on Radio 4 or whatever, we'll always... Oh, just if we're doing one of our Radio 4 you know, gigs. Well, Radio, Radio 4 things, yeah. Hey, one yeah. of your Radio 4 gigs. Oh, yeah. Yes. We, we just popped in to see Jane Garvey just on the <laughs> yes. off chance. Um, Lovely Jane. Hi, hi, Fee, Glover. Um, yeah, if you're listening. But yeah, I always have sushi. I'm like... 
why do I always want sushi when I'm uptown? It's like, is it yeah. spoily? Like, what What has my brain done? Well, going? I think that can be perhaps sometimes to do with ritual as well. Mm, yeah. And that's yeah. lovely. That's ritual. Eating yeah. in a ritualistic way, I think, again, is it's lovely. Like, it's yeah. just whether you've got any shame attached to it. And I, if you haven't, yeah. you really shifted very that Very little off, shame about food. Very happy life. <laughs> Yay! I really like food. Before lockdown, I ate quite low carb, not no carb, as you would attest. Like, again, if yeah. you and I are up town yeah. and we're near our favourite Italian restaurant, I'll, yeah. we'll go. Yeah. We'll, and I'll we'll have, have all the pasta. Spritz, and you've never, you know, I'll never go. Oh, She'll I never can't say have no. That. No. no. Yeah, and, 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 and also, Ellie and I have always said we would never have lasted this long if either of us was yes. uptight oh. about food. Because yeah. that is one of our joys. Yes. Bitching. Yeah. Bitching in the car, one yeah. of our top joys. Oh, God. Saying really bad things in the car on the way to gigs, but also ordering too much. Yeah. Always yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, always yeah, one yeah. extra curry, yeah. always two extra sides. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. like, but also I find, and I'm sure you, you're quite similar, the preparation of food yeah. is actually a calming thing. Mm, I'm like going, yeah. I'm chopping the broccoli, I'm preparing the chicken, I'm getting the things. Like, even and that. And having in lockdown the time to think about that and yeah. like to plan that without that being a stress. I've loved oh, that. Yeah. Have you got a favourite calm? I've got a favourite thing that I like to cook to calm me down. Have you oh, got really? one? Really? Um, no, not one particular thing. I'm really annoying to anyone who lives with me because I don't do many things. I don't have like a set things that I do. What, what's good. yours, Ellie? I feel uh, like risotto. you're asking. Yeah. Yeah. I love risotto. Yeah. I love risotto. You've got a bit of chopping, but not too much. You don't yeah. have to peel yeah. anything too tiringly. No. And then you get to stand there and stir it. So you're like, stand well, I can't look after the children. I'm you always have to, do you always have a glass, of, glass wine? of wine? Yeah. Yes, exactly right. Put a podcast on, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Oh, Ruby Tando talking about eating risotto. That will do me. Well, I'm risotto. That, but honestly, I've never made a risotto and felt worse afterwards. Even before yeah. I've eaten it, I feel better. And then I sit there and I, like I said, yeah. I really enjoy it. I enjoy the carbs and the butter and the cheese and the cream because fuck it. Uh, yeah, that is the joy of life. Cream. Don't oh, put cream in it, Jesus. Oh, Ellie, amazing. don't let yourself down. But it's a great yeah. pleasure. So I think, but the cooking is as much in the eating. Uh, Ruby Sunday writes about that brilliantly as well. Like that the eating isn't just the it going in your mouth and you chewing in it and swallowing it. Mm. It's from eating as a thing and that's why you can't sort of detach another reason why you can't detach I don't think bodily hunger from hunger generally is because from the very first idea you have that you might be peckish or what might you what are you going to have later when you are hungry right through to the buying of the stuff mm. all of the cooking of the mm. stuff it's all part of the experience of eating the anticipation mm. of a thing like you would never say if, if the anticipation of a thing wasn't part of the thing then sexting wouldn't work mm. like because <laughs> because <laughs> Because that can be so hot. Sex, sexting's about. really nice. Yeah, it's, so, it's so amazing. Darling, you're saying that to us have never done that. <laughs> I know it's a new thing Dude, to do. 22 years in one relationship. I had nine years in my relationship and then I discovered sexting. Oh, it's really great. It's really great. Get involved. Um, no, good for you. <laughs> Uh, glad, glad you guys are both caught there. up. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, guys, there's this thing called CFAX. Do you know that you can get the weather on the telly? Unbelievable. All yeah. oh, right. Oh, <laughs> try that. But it's like, no, but it is so good. And I think because we have kind of coasted through, you know, there's recipe books and food programs, but actually we haven't drilled down to the emotion. Yeah. And that's what it's actually about, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know. About, you know, when we have fa- family gatherings, we have a roast. We make an effort. It's not just like throw a pizza on the table. We want to have the ritual of it. Yes. Mm. And, that's, and that is so important. And, and also the- then you're doing... And then that's again where, like, how can you take the emotion out of eating? Because you're showing love through feeding people. Of course Cooking you are. Yeah. People is a lovely thing to do for someone. It is 
an intimate thing to do. It's, yeah. it's like right back to the beginning of any written history, ship breaking bread together. It's like an act. It's a yeah. political act. It's an emotional act. It's, yes. it's really important. You can't. It's not f- just fuel. Even no. if you're desperately trying to make it just that. And, and, and there are people who can live their whole lives treating it just as fuel. But I know I wouldn't be happy like that. And I don't think the majority of people would be. No. Unless you've got some higher aim that you need to... <clears throat> an athlete... I, maybe this sounds too patronising, but I probably feel sorry for people who don't enjoy food and enjoy yeah. eating because it's not like something like... I don't really enjoy football, but it doesn't matter. I, it's not part of my life. I have to eat three times yeah. a day. And I can't imagine not... Mm. taking pleasure in that and then then, yeah. then it's just the chore isn't it it's like going yeah. for a piss which having said that I also enjoy very I mean, you much are very good outdoors at, yeah she's really very good at she's, outdoor piss oh she's very good at it is what's, really? what's the best place you've ever done an outdoor piss um Oh, just the other day, actually, I um, can't believe I'm telling this. She hosed um, one out. <laughs> I uh, drove my best friend to her nana's funeral. Not a happy story, mm. um, but um, we it was sort of long in the planning and we wanted to get there really early so that she wouldn't be stressed. She drank a couple of tinnies of gin and tonic on the way. <laughs> I was driving, obviously, so didn't. Um, but then we got there and we were way, way early. Um, but she was sort of quite drunk <laughs> tipsy giddy and um but we realized we were like well surely we can go in and have a piss but obviously there's all the restrictions um, and everything and also and this is bleak but it was just family in family out family in family out of, of course yeah, it's it all very like, yeah. small and they'd had to yeah. wait ages you know everything's blocked in like funeral parlor is really busy at the moment it's in out in out and i was like i and also i was terribly dressed i was just a taxi service so i had like orange flip-flops on i was like i'm not fucking going in a so basically we had a piss behind a hedge outside a crematorium in Ely. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and we both did our piss, not together, and then a man on a driven mower came round. We just missed that. Wow. Imagine having got busted. Wow. So it wasn't just the joy of the relief of the piss, but also the knowing the winning, we the winning, just in time to not get caught. Oh, what a lovely story. It was a nice yeah. story. Excellent. Well... We've really come to the end of the podcast, lads. I feel it's like we have. Fine. It, it has. has. It's gone right quick. I feel, I feel like we've covered most things. I think so. And um, we just have time, hopefully, for a scummy mummy confession. When I have a shower and my son walks in, because he's not very tall, he just goes, he always greets my vagina with saying, hello, hairy thing. And then he, and then he exits again. I'm Look, like, has he been reading really Dr. Um, Seuss? That feels, I don't know. I yes, like, yeah. the hairy thing. But my, yeah, my, my body hair seems to be slightly a fascination with my it, children. Mine too. Yeah. And yeah, my... Uh, my son will be like, I don't, I think that, um, I don't like that hairy tuppence. I think it looks dirty. <laughs> and um, he, um, I love that he calls him he's like, I'm not going near that hairy tuppence. I don't like being near a scratchy hairy thing. He said to me once <laughs> during lockdown, um, no wonder it was a horrible time for you when I was being born as a baby because it's probably really tickly for me because you've got such a hairy tuppence. <laughs> um, and then um, what, the, the best lockdown Dying. one was when. Um, it was a day where we'd had a big fallout because he kept touching stuff outside and he said he, he didn't. it was safe to touch because he could see corona. <laughs> and I had to tell him, you can't. So and he's like, I can't see corona. And then we got home that night and I was getting in the bath and went, bad news, mummy. Just seen your tuppence and it's got corona on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he's like the boy from Sixth Sense. He sees yeah. dead people, but he sees corona. Yeah, that... <laughs> That does remind me, actually, of my little son who we were talking about before. He's living his best life currently, just yeah. going around saying whatever he feels yeah. like. I have no idea what he's saying. And one of his favourite things is to say, if you drink Corona, you don't get Corona. <laughs> that sounds like Trump. <laughs> and he, yeah, he'll say, if you see someone with a bottle of Corona, which oh. we've been drinking quite a lot of, because yeah, it's yeah. quite cheap in yeah, the supermarket, really it's yeah. weirdly. Uh, he likes to shout that at people, so we've been enjoying that. <laughs> 
they? How old is he? Five. Five, yeah. Mine's four and he's like really taken to stopping strangers and going, do you know, a couple of weeks and she'll be 37. <laughs> like, okay, thank you. And then my favourite at the weekend in Tesco's, the cashier was like, are you having a nice day? And he went, yeah, it's Father's Day, so we're going to McDonald's. I was like, shh, shh. <laughs> Shut up. But the best oh. confession I've got is that when he'd only just started sort of doing sentences, he was about two, and he was in the back of the car, it's just me and him, and um, he kept going, Daddy says, Daddy says, Daddy says for crying out loud. <laughs> and, and I stupidly said, And what does mummy say? And he went, Fucking fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> No, she says she says crumbs alive. <laughs> Heavens to bed. Oh. Yes. Yikes! Right. <laughs> oh well, there right. we go. Well, um, Jess Foster Q. What's your podcast called again? It's called Hoovering. Yeah, and it's dead good, isn't it? We it's excellent. To it. Thanks, we love it. We're this absolute. is dead good. It's all right. We've Thanks been doing it seven years now. Seven years. Gibson. Yeah. How long have you been doing your podcast? Two and a half. It's a yes. fledgling comparatively. Uh, You're the bosses. Oh. Everyone knows longevity equals quality. Everyone knows that. <laughs> How that works. It's That's not exactly like you run out of works. ideas or anything. That's definitely never happens. Um, oh, uh, I guess oh, normally we would say, do you want to plug your tour? But do you? I suppose if you can follow me on Twitter, then I will be shouting on there as soon as there is the second half of the tour to come and see. Yeah. Is it just at no. Jess Foster Q? Yeah, on the Twitter? There we go. Foster Q. Jessica, Jessica, Jessica. Jessica Foster Q. Oh, Her mother will be pleased with that. Too. Yeah. 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 So Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> you should put that as the hashtag at the end of every hashtag tweet. My poor mum. Oh, she must be so proud of you, though, man, with the Edinburgh and all this. Yeah, I mean, you know. I do do impressions of her in my comedy, and she's less proud of that. <laughs> she came to see my show, and then we didn't say anything, and then we got on the train, and then her, uh, we sat on the train from science for a couple of minutes, and then she just got a book out. <laughs> It's okay. all right in a couple of hours. A couple oh, of hours later, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Oh what my god, joy. absolute joy. Yes, and you know, here's to when we're all gigging again. That's yeah. right. Our book, Ellie, is of course still, still in print, print. Uh, so you can get that on Amazon. And of course, there is scummymummyshop.com. You can buy a t-shirt and a mug, which is now making a profit. <laughs> yes, the mug. Just to, just to reiterate, we used to sell them when we first started selling the mugs, and um, we were making a twenty-two pence loss on each mug. <laughs> We didn't realise. We did not know. Oh dear. We had to put the price of mugs up. Just a little bit, so we weren't making a loss. And then then we talked to our mate, Steph, don't buy her flowers. And she's like, you're not a fucking charity. And so we put the mugs up so that it does make feasible. It makes fiscal sense to sell the mugs Almost covers the postage. Yeah, it's good. And also (laughs) towels. But no one's going on holiday. But you can have the towels. What do you want to It's the worst business idea in the world. I love it. Anyway, until next time. Bye. 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 Thank you, Jess. Bye. Bye. Right. Well, that's recording something. Hang on, that one's too loud. Is that because it's me? Mine's too close. No, that's because you're talking and no one else is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking do it then. Oh, God. All right. Sorry, one more time. Okay, hello, my name is Eddie Gibson. Hi, I'm Helen Thorne. Hello, I'm Jess Foskey. Now it's too quiet, you pricks. That's your fault. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.